Hey everybody, welcome to episode 57 of the 100 Foot Jesus Podcast. Um, This episode is going to be captured in a moment, in a moment in time. Um, As of today, this is going to be posted the same day it's recorded, which doesn't always happen, but it will today. We don't know who the president's going to be in 2021. It's still up in the air. Depending on who you listen to, this guy wins. Depending on who you listen to, this guy wins. Both, I'm sure, are confident that they won. And um, we're left there. Now, there are some anxieties building with folks that I love and care about. Um, I'm one of them, but maybe for a different reason than others. But still, I'm one of them. A lot of people are scared. If you're... Now, by the way, what I'm about to say is going to offend a lot of God's people. And I don't mean it. I'm just telling you how the situation is going. Some are minorities or some are feel like they're disenfranchised and they feel as though the Republican Party doesn't represent them. I am not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's true. Um, some really care about their freedoms and they, they want just free. They want small government and they're really having anxiety that the Democratic Party will not represent them. And again, I'm not saying that's true. I'm not. I'm just saying that's the reality for a lot of people. So last night, um, not many hours ago, it's 1.30 in the morning. And um, I am on my phone at the time. I, I slept for a little bit. I, I went to bed at like 9.30 because I'm like, you know what? I voted already. I can't control this outcome. By the way, if you're one of my listeners which many of you say, ask this question, who I voted for, I'm not going to tell you because there's nothing to gain by telling you who I voted for in this election. One, votes already counted, well, being counted. And two, all I can do is cause division among you guys if I tell you who earned my vote this election. I can tell you um, I didn't enjoy my vote this election, but I did it. And I didn't enjoy it in 2016 either. But that's kind of how things are right now. So anyway, 1.30 in the morning last night, um, I wake up and I got to check my phone. I got to see what the results are. And it's kind of at a stalemate. But I thought, you know, I want to check local elections because I have some very dear friends running for local office. And I want to check that. Nothing updated. Our local precincts are not great about that, by the way. That's a whole nother story and stuff I have no knowledge of. So there won't be an episode about it, obviously. But I'm just sitting there and I'm I'm grieving a bit. Now, you may wonder, why are you grieving? It's just an election. They have one every four years and the executive branch doesn't have as much power as people make it out to be. It's just one of many branches, although it's a person. <laughs> and you may wonder, why are you grieving? Um, I'm grieving over a few things, folks. Um, I'm grieving over how divided we are. I'm grieving over, and I'm talking God's people. Now, if you're not a Christian, I am not trying to belittle you, but scripture talks a lot about how God's people should be united. Scripture talks a lot about, you know, how we, you know, we can't major in the minors, like the things that are disputable matters, whatever. But we make those everything, absolutely everything, this division that we have within the church. We make it like the deal. 
when it comes to politics. And mostly it happens every four years. Now, I had a theory. I live in Michigan and I grew up in Ohio. And I thought, you know, maybe one of the reasons why we're so nasty to one another is because of COVID, we haven't had much college football to yell at each other over. So we need to find something else to yell at each other over. I was wrong about that. I think it's truly people have deep-seated issues and feelings and they think this election is going to be a big deal. Um, three Supreme Court justices, it looks like, have been nominated from the last election. And Supreme Court justices, as we all know, according to the United States government, matters a lot. But I'm grieving over many things right now as an American Christian. Um, I'm going to give you a list of things that I'm grieving over, and then I hope I can provide you a little bit of help. And again, this is a time capsule because the probably the minute you listen to this, we'll know who the new president is or we know who still gets to be president and we'll move on. Um, I'm grieving over first the division, as mentioned before. The church is no stranger to division. I mean, cheapers, read first, second Corinthians, read pretty much any of Paul's letters. It was a divisive church, wasn't it? I mean, now it was over big issues. It was over, you know, um, religion and the gospel. It was over, you know, should you be circumcised? Like, is it Jesus plus something or whatever? That's how it worked. And then as the church began to add non-Jews into it, there was a huge division going on. Read, um, read Ephesians, you know, about the wall of hostility being taken down by Jesus. Like there was a lot of division going on in the church. People couldn't agree on a lot of things among Jesus's apostles with, you know, you consider Paul one, I suppose. Um, Paul and others, they disagreed on some things. We, we know of a disagreement between Peter and Paul, you know, John and Paul, like there was disagreements going on in the early church and it was over gospel matters here it's very different it's size of government it's um it's abortion and i and i've mentioned a couple times on this show my views on abortion are i think it's murder in every circumstance you can hear me say that and you could strongly oppose me and that's your right to do and that is fantastic um but these things are so divisive And let's be honest here, and please don't take this as a referendum on who I am politically, but we have a very divisive president. And one of his strategies is, and this is factual, he wants to divide us so we can get what's called passion votes, right? Historically, this has happened many times. Passion votes where I will vote for him because I can't stand the other side because he's divided us so strongly. And that's what Trump's goals seem to be. I am not saying that um, I dislike the man for that, but that seems to be his strategy. And a lot of us are products over that passion he stirs up in us. That's how this works. We, we make a cartoon out of the man, and I, and I understand, and I, I don't really appreciate the cartoonish manner we have because he's still a man created in God's own image, but we talk about how he brags and he makes things up as he speaks, and then he kind of apologizes for making things up. You can watch any of his speeches sometime, which, by the way, I understand also the other candidate has not exactly the best speaking ability ever. I get that too. Okay, I do. I don't know either, ma'am. But first of all, I am grieved over the division among the church, where we'll take things, and this is going to factor in a lot of it, we'll take things like gossip and slander and sarcasm and things that are clearly, clearly sinful as we type them, as we say them, and we'll explain them away because, you know what, this is politics. So we'll say the most slanderous, God's people will put in print on video the most slanderous, hateful remarks about another person creating God's image, and we'll be like, but it's politics. 
So it's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's not. I, uh, I'll be honest with you, with the vision, I see a young generation of pastors being raised up in this, and it makes me want to puke. That I have young pastors that I try to work with and mentor and love, and then I see their social media strategy and their rhetoric that is very much more Charlie Kirk than it is Charlie Spurgeon. And it makes me nauseous to see this whole thing about, about we are so divided. It's not helping. It is hurting us. With the vision, you see a lot of Christians who maybe feel similar to me, which again, I'm not right. This is just my time capsule, how I'm feeling right now. Um, constantly yesterday during election day, got online and telling people, whatever happens, you got to accept it. Whatever happens, you got to accept it. You still got to be God's people. You still got to choose kindness, things like that. And then the problem is the people that we are speaking to don't think it's about them because that's what sin does. It, it, it excuses itself with more sin. We, we create this barrier, this unholy hedge of protection around us by saying, oh, you're talking about sin, but it can't be mine. Because that's what sin does. Sin breeds more pride in us. And that's what politics do. So the first thing I'm really grieving about is division. The second one is um, idolatry in nationalism. It's absolute idolatry. Um, a young man that listens to the show, a young man that I love, he's new, not new in the ministry, but I guess we're all new in the ministry, our first like decade. <laughs> um, he had a uh, he had something happen in his church where his pastor said the same statement that John MacArthur and others have said um, that a Christian has to vote dim, um, has to vote Republican irregardless. Incited different reasons why you have to, and you're not going to believe this, guys. But the Christians who don't want to leave his church and they don't want to be a part of that, and then he, the the feller gets on social media and he doubles down about why he was right and biblically sound, but he couldn't use any actual Bible for that. And he cited things that many of us, including me, by the way, care a lot about. He, he mentioned abortion rights to where you shouldn't have abortion rights. And again, that's where I'm at. You may not be, and I love you either way. Um, he mentioned uh, gay rights, which I disagree with him on several of those things. And I'll get into that another episode, but basically this is how it works. I don't think we can legislate morality. And a lot of my Republican friends agree with me on that, by the way. So it's not, you know, but he, but he gave these reasons why. Well, when he said that, that's idolatry. That is worshiping at the altar of your news channel, of your news feed. There's no way you could tell me that the Republican platform completely lines up with the gospel. You, you, you know it doesn't because it's ran by imperfect people who are sinners like me. <laughs> Everything I say does not line up with Jesus' teaching, and every platform from the Republican Party doesn't. And, and that's okay, by the way, because it's not church-ran. You know what I'm saying, guys? Like, it's not church-ran. We put so much stake in the here and now, right now, that we are such, we are such perpetuators of idolatry when it comes to politics. That's what we do, guys. Like, God says, Romans 13, that vengeance is his Vengeance is his, meaning he duels out the punishment to the nations. That's what he does. And, and by the way, I hope we understand that America will not even be a footnote eventually. Think of all the different nations that went against God's people and even the believers in it started choosing nationalism over themselves. 
Um, can someone bring me to a tour of Babylon right now? Oh, God got rid of that, didn't he? How about the Egyptian government that was oppressing God's people? Oh, God got rid of that, didn't he? Well, what about the Romans? I mean, that was the biggest empire we've ever seen, and that's a tour of ruins now, isn't it? God's going to do that to the United States, too. I think none of us are arrogant enough to truly think he won't. Whoever's leading the United States will never be more important than who leads the universe, which is God. As Matt Chandler said recently in a sermon, um, we, we, I've lived through many elections, and I don't remember one where God decided to scoot over on the throne and make room for his guy, be it Obama, Trump, Bush, Bush, Reagan, Carter, whoever. God doesn't scoot over and let them lead too. They are subjective to him. And now here's what's going to happen too. This episode will come out and a lot of the things I say will seem silly to you because you already know the outcome. And maybe this whole thing is going to be tied up in the Supreme Court for months and months and months. And, and some of us will think, well, this one president, he, he appointed all these Supreme Court justices, so he should be in good shape because they'll side with him. And then if they don't, then you'll feel like it's treason against him and whatever. But I'm grieved, guys. I'm grieved with the idolatry that we think we can truly, and this isn't trying to be cliche, folks. We can truly find hope. We can truly find hope in a president to do the right thing at all times. We, you know you can't. You can't. Whatever you're looking, as, as, as a really good friend of mine said on social media, Corey um, said, whatever you're looking for, in, in Congress, Senate, Governor, Supreme Court, President. Find that hope in Jesus. He is never changing. He will always do the right and holy, perfect thing. And I know you love Obama. I know you love Biden. But did they really always do right by God's people? Did they really serve God in their fullest or did they take compromises during their time and maybe Biden will going forward? I know you love Bush. I I know you love Pence. I know you love Trump. But do you really think they served God's people in the way that it was a full submission to the Lord? Find your hope in Jesus that you're looking for in all of these politicians. And this will be my least popular (laughs) episode because so far... The division within our country, I have um, probably offended both sides. And I've done that before. And that's okay. But guys, we are trying to draw from a well that doesn't have what we're looking for. It doesn't have the living water. And if you're, and if, if as you're listening to this, your candidate won, please squash that arrogance. That arrogance is not needed here. You played your part. And that's fine. But Christians, we don't gloat. What, 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 what does it tell us over and over again in Galatians, right? Like, the only thing I can boast in is in the cross. Why is that? Because I'm a sinner and Jesus died for me. Therefore, the only thing I can boast in is the gospel because the gospel was done for me. I didn't do it. You, you don't boast because you got rid of the evil Democrat or Republicans. You, you can't boast in that. You boast in the cross alone. Again, I had I have a candidate that I'd be pretty good with winning, but if they don't, what does that really change? What does that really change? Because guess what? 
I still got to get up and go to work tomorrow. And so do you. I, I still got to raise my kids. <laughs> and so do you probably. Um, I, I still got to be a good neighbor. I still have to be a good church member. Whoever's president, none of those things will change. None of them, no matter what your policy and platform and your vision for this country is. Whoever's president, that won't change. It won't. You still have your responsibilities going forward. And yes, I know there's probably snarky memes you can insert for any of the things I just said. And maybe some of you will. But I ask you not to. The last thing that I grieve (laughs) the most over is... um, How in all of this, we forgot that people are people. Not just the candidates. I I, I was talking to my girls as I'm dropping them off for middle school this morning. And they're asking me questions about what happened in the election. And I just said, girls, I don't really know. Um, They say, you know, my girls always want to know who I voted for. I try my best not to influence that. And by the way, some of you guys hate this. Some of you guys hate this, that I don't try to influence them to a certain candidate or party. I want them to be three free thinkers that use the scriptures. So if the, if, if their scriptures literally lead to, to this candidate, this party, defend it with scripture and we're good. Okay? <laughs> I don't want them to know. But, but as we're going past, we're looking at all these different signs of local people we know and ones we don't. And I was like, you guys do realize every one of those names represents someone made in the image of God. And he loves them. And he died for them. And we don't get to hate them. As Christians, we don't really get to... If we have enemies, we don't get to treat them like enemies, do we? We get to pray for them. <laughs> we get to heap um, coals on their... Cool coals on their head, right? We get to kill them with kindness, the scripture tells us. We don't get to have enemies. And we don't get to interact with our enemies the way social media tells us. The way the um, partisan bigots do online that constantly have different snarky things. And by the way, if you're a partisan bigot, um, really good thing for you to do is repent publicly. Same platform you use to constantly diss and slander everybody, use that to repent today because you need repentance. You need repentance of your sin of idolatry. You need your rep- repentance of your sin of um, being so uninclusive of other people, which by the way, you may be right, but that doesn't make it okay. But your attitude, your hateful ways, doesn't make it okay. I repent of times I've done it. I've done it before. I've done it about really silly things. Football. Like if Michigan plays bad and I live in Michigan, I'll put a little snarky comment out there. What I gained by that? I divided. But I didn't gain. So anyway, guys, um, this is my time capsule into how I'm feeling on the, the next morning where the election is not decided. And again, the moment you listen to this, it may be. But irregardless of how this goes, understand Jesus is still Jesus. And you don't have to be the cliche person because every four years, if your candidate loses, you say something about Jesus is still on the throne. Of course he is. That was never in dispute. (laughs) He's on the throne in non-election years too, right? Like that was never in dispute. So don't be the person that says, well, Jesus is still on the throne. My candidate lost, but Jesus is still on the throne. Your idolatry is showing if you literally have to tell yourself that. Of course God's still on the throne. A hundred years after the United States' ruins on a tour, Jesus is still on the throne. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Anyway, guys, uh, this was episode 57 of the 100-Foot Jesus Podcast. Um, if you hated this episode, I understand. 
If you love this episode, I understand. All I'm asking is for some homework assignment of you to be kind and gracious to one another. Thanks, guys, and have a great week, and I will be praying.